Hello, and welcome to The Missing Ingredient with Gwen. I'm your host, Gwen. I'm a certified functional medicine health and life coach, and I empower women to prioritize themselves and their health and create the life that they want. This podcast is a reflection and exploration of the things that come up in my one-on-one coaching calls, the things that I've implemented or am experimenting with in my own life, and it is an endless journey of learning and exploration. Today, I want to share with you how to lose weight without trying. And I don't mean because you're like drinking some weird potion or whatever. I honestly mean that you're not trying to lose weight, but are naturally losing weight because you've made some changes in things in your life. Mainly, your relationship with food is what we will talk about today. Most of my life, food was a huge source of comfort and also pain. When I was a kid, it was totally just normal business. I loved food. We made all our food from scratch. We ate healthy and whole foods and caught and foraged and hunted. I mean, we were living off the land for real deal. For those of you that don't know, I grew up in the wilderness with an incredibly courageous and badass mom who just had a desire to be out in the wild. So I must have been the healthiest kid like in the world. And I will forever be thankful for that child for multiple reasons a whole novel of reasons, really, but especially because it set me up with one amazingly strong and diverse microbiome, which, as we know now, impacts everything. (laughs) But then, when I was like seven or eight or something around there, someone told me that I was fat, and I could never not hear that. It stuck in my brain like gum sticks in your hair, and I could just never get it out. It was just in there. And in truth, I was not fat. Like when I look back at pictures of myself as a child, no, not fat. I was also not small, though you know what I mean? Um, I think when I was in grade six, so around 11 years old, I was almost my full height like my full adult height of five foot nine inches. And I've always been built kind of strong. I don't know if that comes from a childhood of like working in the garden and chopping wood or if it's just me. But right from that time, seven or eight years old, I started to wonder about my body and what I could do to make it smaller. When I was young like that, I didn't have any kind of context for like food changing options or making any changes to how I ate. So I just started covering myself up in huge t-shirts and big jackets or whatever. But it didn't take long for me to learn about the torturous world of dieting. And that is where I lived for most of my life in and around some kind of disordered eating, really, and never being happy or comfortable or content with my body, right from when I was a child all the way till I was a mama. And then we did 
the autoimmune protocol, which I'm sure I've talked about here before, but just a quick overview, the autoimmune protocol or the AIP is a pretty restrictive plan to help people with autoimmune diseases or gut dysbiosis or, you know, some severe gut issues happening to heal and reset their gut and their immune function and kind of just allow their body to heal. It is very restrictive and not meant to be lived on forever. And I will forever be a huge fan because not only did it put my husband's autoimmune disease into remission, it also forever changed my relationship with food. Okay, back to what I would probably consider a more normal or balanced relationship with it. I mean, I've still got, you know, a default shitstorm that pops up all the time, but it's just not so loud. It's not something that I pay attention to. It's something that I have a total awareness of and could be like, oh, that's just old programming. Uh, the reason why I love the autoimmune protocol is because when you do it, it is very focused on how you feel. You're constantly encouraged to pay attention to how your body feels, how your energy is, how your mental focus and like cognitive function is, if you're sleeping well and pooping well and what your mood is like, just how you're doing. You're paying attention to everything you eat and actually a lot of other things too, like, you know, your sleep routines and stress management and really paying attention to how they make you feel. And that was completely uncharted lands for me. And I had already done, you know, the whole 30 and gone gluten-free and sugar-free and vegan and eaten primarily a whole foods diet most of my life. But I'd never put any focus on how I actually felt when I ate or really ever, but I never had any sort of association, even though I had acid reflux and tons of stomach cramping and all kinds of things all my life, I never paid any attention or had any concept that what I was eating was impacting actually how I was feeling in the most nuanced and powerful ways. I totally ate just based on my emotions and stress and feelings and weight. I was constantly trying to and failing at controlling how my body looked, not just with what I ate, but mostly, but also how much I moved or whatever. These things weren't based on me feeling good. Like nothing I was doing was based on me actually trying to feel better. They were based on me looking a certain way so that hopefully I would like myself or feel good about myself. But that never happened. So no matter what my body looked like, as a five foot nine woman, I've been both underweight and, you know, 50 plus pounds overweight. And at no point did I actually feel okay. Not in my body and not about myself or about my body. So doing something that made me pay more attention to how I felt than anything else was an entirely new experience. One that I wish every single human being who struggles with weight or health or self-image issues would do. Because as you start to discover what choices make you actually feel good and what ones make you feel like ass, everything starts to change. Not in a forced way, 
but naturally. And it's not a fast or instant thing, but it happens, especially if you don't try and rush it. If you're just holding space for the process, the more you pay attention to yourself and how you're really doing and feeling, the kinder and more respectful you become to yourself. And I don't mean in like some weird way, like getting ass implants and whatnot. I mean, in ways that create more of you genuinely feeling good. And the more you start to actually feel better physically with more energy and mental clarity and focus and fluidity in your body, the more you start to love yourself in a very real way, just as you are, like no other prerequisites needed. I want you to think about when the last time was that you did a deep self-reflection on how you're feeling these days. Like, how is your energy? How do you feel when you wake up in the morning? How many cups of coffee do you need to get going in the day? How do you manage your emotions when things aren't going great and you've had a shite day? What do you do when you're tired or stressed or feeling overwhelmed? What kind of fuel are you putting into your body? How do you sleep? How's your patience and mood? How do you feel after lunch or after work or after the kids go to bed? Are you more awake at bedtime than when you wake up? How do your clothes fit? How does your gut feel? How's your pooping? All of these things are often directly related to what we eat and when we eat it, but we have no idea because we've never paid attention, right? We're just busy ignoring ourselves and what's really happening in our body, and then we're shocked when things start to go sideways at some point, which they will. Or we're like, well, I guess I'm just getting old, even though we're only like 40 or 45 or whatever, and have like another 40 years of life ahead of us or something, right? Friend, if you feel like crap or you want to lose weight for the last goddamn time, do it differently. Let's see if you can pay so much attention to yourself and what makes you feel loved and taken care of and energetic and sharp as a tack and healthy and strong that changing your habits becomes easy, right? Let's see if you can be so loving and respectful and kind and firm with yourself that your physical and mental and emotional health flourish and thrive. This isn't about punishment or lack or food scarcity. It's about creating a new baseline of how you feel and then paying attention to your body and your energy and how you're showing up in your life to such a degree that letting go of habits and ingredients and beliefs about yourself becomes easy and natural. And so too, then, does any excess weight, right? I don't necessarily mean that it's all going to be so easy and sunshine and roses, but when you're using how you're feeling as your guide, your motivation or your desire to continue to make progress is so much different. It is so much deeper than using self-hatred or um, negative energy towards yourself and a a negative image of who you are. 
One of the biggest challenges with dietary changes, weight loss, health issues, or whatever, is that we become hyper-focused on the challenge or suffering or struggle, right? And I get it. But the focus being on the lack of Oreos or lack of energy or lack of good mood or lack of having the body we want creates a mindset that feels heavy and low and hard and like you're just slogging. It's like as we're doing things that could make us feel better, we're thinking thoughts that make us feel horrible. Like we're trying to figure out how to fly, not realizing we have a 73-pound backpack on that's making even just walking feel hard, right? When our thoughts are stuck in the mud, it makes everything we do so hard. But if you're removing things from your diet that may be making you feel like hot garbage in a way that is full of self-love and self-respect and self-kindness, your thoughts are full of, oh, this feels so good. I woke up this morning with so much energy. Yay me. Now, not everyone loves the idea of removing foods. They say it creates lacking, but no, it's our thoughts that create the lacking, right? Our body actually loves the removal of inflammation-causing foods. Our body thrives when we're not consuming, you know, junk food or whatever all the time. Our mind freaks out, our thoughts freak out, but our body is in love with it. Now, some people feel that eliminating foods is a bad thing that will increase your likelihood of diet, mindset, and suffering, and I get that. Historically, it's totally been that way for me, right? But for this process, we want to change our thoughts about what we're doing and why we're doing it. We want to change our focus from an external thing to an internal experience. Because when we eliminate foods that are causing inflammation, we're actually eliminating brain fog, bloating, IBS symptoms, stomach cramping, joint pains, acid reflux, excess weight gain, poor immune function, hormone dysregulation, mood swings, sleep challenges, energy crashes, food cravings, feeling exhausted and drained all the damn time, right? Like I could just keep going on that. (laughs) Yeah, we're removing some foods, but this food is not our body's friend. And so perhaps removing them so we can create a new relationship with them is actually an act of self-love and self-care. And building new thoughts around our food consumption is the actual work that makes this much easier. Now, to be clear, I'm not saying you will never eat the cookie. I am not like preaching perfection here ever. That is not my jam. It is not who I am. Anybody who knows me can attest to this. But in learning how your body can feel without those things, you will more easily create a new relationship with them. And you also won't be driven by mad cravings and whatnot anymore. This is work I do with my clients on the regular. But I'm not saying you need to do any kind of removal if if that's not your jam, if you want to kind of back off or something instead. The more important thing is for you to start paying attention to your body and how you feel. And using that information as your guide. Okay? Our body always wants to feel good. But there's two things that get in the way. Number one, 
our microbiome gets overpopulated with unhelpful and unhealthful microbes that drive food cravings to our brain, right? If we don't feed them, they freak out. This is also why the removal of ingredients can be a bit of a challenge because those things die off and often you don't feel great in that process. But on the other side of that, you feel amazing. And number two, our brain and the thoughts it generates and the dopamine level it's accustomed to. This will create wild hunger hormones, food cravings, energy crashes, mood swings, and all kinds of wacky things. When you become a person who pays more attention to how you actually feel, your actions will align with your goals. You will notice, say for example, that dairy makes you bloated and tired and that makes you grumpy and that impacts your relationships. So you will naturally be like, huh, I think I'll skip the dairy for today or right now. You won't do that always. You won't do it perfectly. You won't, you know, potentially just never have dairy again. But gradually, your brain will start to want it less the more you realize how it impacts how you feel and how that feeling impacts everything in your life. Your desire to play with your kids, your desire to snuggle with your lover, your social life and connections with your friends, your ability to stay focused and driven and motivated at work, right? This is something we've not been told is an option. When we think about weight loss, it comes back to doing it urgently, right? If we could just lose 30 pounds in six weeks, we would then be happy and finally like ourselves. And then our life. But nothing could be further from the truth on this one. When we do those plans, it messes with our hormones, it messes with our life, it messes with our gut health, it messes with our self-concept. And we are left in a thinner body, but with no joy. Okay? I'm not even going to get going down the rabbit hole of all the impacts of that. We're left with this set of strategies that don't translate to life and living and being a person in the world, right? Instead, we're one of those weird people who constantly checks the scale or counting calories, which by the way, is my least favorite way to lose weight of all time and does not work. And we're just obsessing over every detail. And then inevitably, when life gets hard, and it will get hard, we get stressed out, And we slip back to where we started because we haven't done any of the healing work around who we are and our relationship with food. We didn't learn how to love and respect our body on that six-week weight loss punishment plan. We didn't take time to see how we're really doing. We didn't build any self-love actions or any connections to our body, we didn't slow down to see if we were hungry or if we were actually just tired or nervous or stressed or lonely. No, we just ate. We just numbed ourselves. We didn't take any time. We didn't do any healing. I would say the two things I would suggest to anyone who's had it with diet culture, who's sick and tired of feeling sick and tired or who's tired of feeling uncomfortable in her body or who's ready to just start loving herself in all her seasons are number one, spend time refining what beauty is and what your body needs to look like to be beautiful in your mind. 
This is huge for my midlife ladies because as we age and go through perimenopause and into our menopausal years, there's been a lifetime of negative narrative around aging and beauty and body. And all of it, and I do mean all of it, is based on total bullshit. So it is our job to actually figure out how we want to age and how we want to look and how we want to feel and why any of this is important to us and what prerequisites we're putting in place before we can actually like ourselves, right? And number two, redefining our relationship with feeling our feelings and our food consumption. I have yet to work with someone who doesn't have a deeply nuanced relationship with both their emotions and food that has gone completely unchecked or unexplored for the entirety of their life. This can mentally emotionally and physically impact our life in very real ways from like disease to depression and uh, a lifetime spent believing your value is in your body. Okay, I kind of feel like this episode, I've just been jumping around a whole bunch and it's that's because this is something that I am spicy about and I could ultimately talk about for hours and I just jotted down a few notes and then got started and now I'm like, What have I even said? (laughs) But if you were going to take away one thing out of this, I want you to start paying attention to how you feel. Like for real. Pay attention to how you feel when you wake up. Pay attention how you feel after you eat, when you're moving your body, when you're interacting with your loved ones, when you go to bed. Just start paying attention and using that data as your guide. Okay, this is going to take a deep level of self-awareness, which is a practice. It's not something you instantly switch on and, and have total access to it. But if you start tracking it, if you start paying attention, if you if you do a food and mood journal, if you're if you just start getting curious, the data will show up. And our body is always giving us feedback, but it's being taught out of us to pay attention. But if you want to naturally lose weight or start feeling healthier or having more energy or balancing out your moods, this is the most loving and gentle way you can do it. And the best part is that you won't be focused on it and it will be creating a lifetime of healthy living instead of trying to eat all the broccoli in one day in hopes that you will have eaten enough broccoli to be healthy for a lifetime. You will create a connection with your body that will allow you to navigate your life imperfectly and within the parameters that have you feeling amazing, okay? I also strongly suggest that you do some self-reflection on redefining what beauty and health and happiness looks like to you, all right? Your brain, you. Not social media, not Hollywood, not whoever, but you. What is your definition? What does that look like for you? And ultimately, <laughs> what does that need you to do, right? And also, I recommend redefining your relationship with both your feelings and emotions and with food and eating, 
or anything you use to cope when things are hard, right? Maybe it's wine or screens or shopping. A test could be like when I, when you say to yourself, I often over blank. Notice how you fill in that blank, right? A lot of people, it's I often overeat or I often eat when I'm stressed out or I often... I'm having wine at the end of the day to help buffer my stress, right? I hope that this episode of me just sharing my thoughts and ideas um, around weight loss and redefining our relationship with weight loss has been helpful. Thank you so much for being here. And if you would like to learn more about working with me, you can find me at gwenjohnson.ca to check it all out. You can learn about my coaching offers and you can also find some really good free things there and lots of get healthy recipes. It's got all the stuff at gwenjohnson.ca. There is a link in the show notes, I am sure. If you found any value from today's episode, please make sure to share it with your loved ones or anyone that is struggling with this. It makes a huge difference to me and to the growth of this show, which is just fun and something that I love to do. And I wanted to share something one of my amazing clients had to say about working with me. She says, the most important thing I put into practice after working with Gwen is honoring myself, taking time to check in with myself and do things that nourish my body, mind, and soul. I lost weight by changing the kind of food I consumed. I didn't eat less. I didn't count calories and I didn't feel hangry. That is from my amazing client, Chelsea, who is a total goddess. Thank you again for being here. Remember that as a coach, I empower women to feel healthy and balanced, to have more energy and confidence, and to start truly enjoying their lives. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on Instagram at Gwen Johnson Official. <laughs>